the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Saw an article today in the Wall Street Journal about Facebook. Facebook is prodding users to share a bit more because the amount of new content posted has slipped, leaving the social network to try to figure out what's going on. People are posting less often. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with this, um, Briefing.com. I almost blew that one with Briefing.com. How are you, Pat? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I brought up the Facebook story only because right now they're the dominant gorilla. They're the social media story, but posting is starting to slip. Doesn't mean anything about the stock. I don't want you to comment on that, but talk about how things sometimes change and uh, sometimes they slip and sometimes we have to, to change our opinions, whether it's an industry, a sector, a, a stock, whether it's an indicator, whether it's inflation. Let's talk about slippage per se. Yeah, well, it is true. I mean, the the one constant is change. And I think that uh, what you have to do is take a step back and evaluate um, the trends that you see unfolding, right? So what I really am driving at is that you can't look at one month uh, and conclude that, uh, or one quarter versus a prior quarter and, and conclude that the whole uh, story has been, you know, shifted permanently. Um, you need to look at, you know, several months, several quarters to, to follow those trends and see if there is uh, something more significant availing itself. Um, and particularly when you get against, when you come up against companies and economic data and things like that that have been showing some, you know, real good strength for an extended period of time. Um, comparisons get more difficult, you know, um, conditions change, uh, sometimes that these companies really have no control over, uh, and you see some weakening in their numbers, but, uh, it's probably just a short-term blip in many cases. And because when those conditions change back for the better, uh, well-managed companies then can resume their, their growth. But you do have to watch out for companies that have, have, um, shown such tremendous growth and are facing, you know, difficult comparisons, the law of large numbers and so forth. So, but keep in mind that don't just look at one quarter, don't look at just one month, look at uh, multiple periods. What are you seeing right now in the current market? I, today, my big thing is the auto sales look good, therefore the U.S. economy looks good. I'm extrapolating a huge amount, uh, but that's, that's my story of the day. What's your story of the day? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I'll touch on your point about auto sales. There's no question they've been, you know, extremely good. Um, I thought it was really curious 
uh, on Monday that Ford came out with a really aggressive incentive program, um, which is peculiar because uh, typically you don't see those types of uh, aggressive moves uh, made in really hot markets where demand is strong. And it either suggests to me that perhaps Ford sees some weakening in its own demand and or it's just trying to grab, you know, market share back, right? Uh, but typically moves like that are, are often met with um, competitors uh, matching or looking to retain their market share. So I, I worry about a little bit of uh, creative marketing destruction in the auto sector these days that almost kind of could potentially rival some of that creative destruction we've seen in the airline industry, uh, which was going so well, and they kind of got uh, full of themselves, if you will, and, and ramped up capacity and, you know, and therefore lost some pricing power. And now the airlines seem to be fighting it out uh, these days, and it hasn't been all that great for their stocks. Um, so something to keep an eye on there. But um, in a broader sense, what I'm looking at in the market right now is I think you're seeing a, uh, a real uh, growing sense of complacency, frankly, um, in this idea that uh, the market can do no wrong, uh, knowing that it's got the Fed uh, and the central banks at its back. And uh, you just see that can, you know, uh, reflected in the price action uh, that isn't really lining up um, consistently with the economic data and some generally soft earnings data uh, and earnings guidance. And um, I'm not uh, too excited by what I'm seeing at the moment, only because I think it's uh, gotten carried away. Okay, anything else that you're focusing on right now? Uh, China's GDP, are you looking at Europe? Are they starting to grow? What's, what's the thoughts in your head? Sure, well, I, look at, I do look at things from top-down perspective, so I always get that macro picture in mind, and it goes right to exactly what I was just saying, is that you, know, you have um, you know, China's uh, growth is, is obviously slowing. They're tempering their, uh, their forecast there. Um, Europe is stabilizing, but uh, clearly still has some, you know, plenty of uh, systemic or, um, issues, structural issues there that are preventing a, um, you know, uh, the economies there from gaining any sense of, you know, real pricing power. And, um, and so that's not terrific by any means. The U.S. is doing okay, but still has plenty of room for improvement. And, um, you know, so from a broader macro standpoint, I think things are are okay at best, but they're certainly not uh, as inspiring, I think, as the recent market gains would suggest. Taking a look at earnings season, we're not quite through it yet, but we're getting more than halfway through. What's your take on corporate America's earnings? Well, you know, per usual, they've come in better than expected, right? We play this game every quarter. The analysts lower their numbers way too far, and the companies come in, and they beat these lowered expectations, so everyone cheers those results. This is a unique quarter uh, because everyone's happy about the results, but they're happy by the, you know, the fact that S&P 500 earnings are only declining, you know, 1.7% now as opposed to approximately 5% uh, projected at the start of the reporting period. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's okay, but um, I'm not – you know, wild about the idea that everyone's cheering an actual earnings decline. And then on top of that, you've had fourth quarter uh, projections come down during this reporting period. Uh, so at the beginning of October, you know, fourth quarter earnings were expected to decline 0.5%. They're now expected to be down 3.2%. 
And you know what's going to happen, Rob? Come uh, you know mid January, <laughs> if that number's at minus three point two percent, we'll probably be talking about how everyone's happy that you know earnings are flat. You know, and that's just right. kind of how things work out. So, um, so I'm not seeing a whole lot of the strength, if you will, in the uh, earnings picture at the moment. What do you think about the federal government, though? Like, this is where it gets kind of tricky. And just trying to talk to my friends when it comes to money, I'm like, you just have to invest. Like, no, I'm afraid. I'm like, no, 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 you have to invest. You have to get max out the 401k, get some diversification, because there always seems to be something. We go up seven out of 10 years. We hit all-time highs, I think, six out of 10 years. Like, our government just uh, announced a new budget where we're going to be spending more money. We're kind of reversing the let's tighten our belts a little bit approach. Now it's like, let's throw coal in the fire. Um, The government's going to spend more money next year. That should help our economy in theory. No, you're you're right. I mean, it's something that, um, you know, you can look at as, um, you know, I guess – Say that it's a it's a potential of strength, right? Uh, as it relates to GDP um, growth expectations, if the government's going to be outspending more, so obviously there's another side of that argument where you know you're probably going to end up you know uh, boosting the you know the debt and you know uh, because of it. So um, so there's always another <laughs> side of the story, but in the short term, it seems to be helpful. I think that uh, for the first time in a long time, we can probably you know, I go so far as to say you can almost compliment Congress here, having gotten that uh, budget agreement done. At least it's somewhat of a sign of a, of a functional government that you can reach that agreement, and then you take the whole debt ceiling issue off the table uh, until after the election. So we're not going to have to worry uh, too much about those two factors here in the over the near term. But um, so yeah, you know, net net, uh, I think in the short term it is a positive, uh, and it's something that the market seems to be grasping onto here that it doesn't have to worry about that 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 congressional overhang of of not getting anything done at a very uh, contentious point. There's been a lot of talk about inversions, um, and to me, when a corporation says we're going to buy an Irish company and move our headquarters to Ireland so we pay a lower tax rate. To me, that feels like we just complimented Congress. Now let's let's slap them back yeah. down and say they should really change the rules and stop this from happening. Make it more pro-business in America. I'm not going Republican on you. I'm not doing anything like that. Uh, but our Congress do- does not seem to understand corporate law, and it, that's just from a uh, distance. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, they clearly uh, there, there's there's lots of room for improvement in the in the whole tax code. Um, and uh, you, you need someone to jump in and start start dealing with it. But you're right. You know, if we talk about you know we worry about the deficit and getting out of hand and not collecting enough tax revenue to help keep that from happening. Well, there's ways to clue, close some of those loopholes. I, I suppose. Um, you know, what these companies are doing, we should note, is not illegal. It's it's, it's allowed. Um, and you know, some might say it's somewhat of a of a prudent approach, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily uh, one you can. Uh, cheer in some respects um, uh, as, a, uh, you know, being a U.S. citizen here. Um, but anyhow, yeah, there's there's plenty of room for improvement there, and there's uh, potential upside if, you know, Congress can, you know, somehow make it more attractive to do business uh, for U.S. businesses here. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. Top-notch human being, top-notch analyst, gives a great perspective on the markets, does it in a way that doesn't freak you out. 
um, doesn't talk down to you, which I feel is one of the big problems on Wall Street at times. It's kind of uh, a lot of hoity-toity financial planners, financial analysts, uh, uh, mutual fund managers who thinks they're, you know, they're all that in a bucket of chicken. When hey, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken just opened up a $16 all-you-can-eat buffet in China. Go figure that one out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.